Okay, well, not much happened this week. I don't know what we're going to do to fill the time. <laughs> oh, jeez. I wish. I wish that were true. I think we'll, we'll forego our, uh, our usual segments and just sort of dive into the election and then uh, see where it goes from there. Sound yeah, good? Yeah, lots to talk about. So was everybody else sort of as nervous as me on the day that, that of the election? I don't believe that I was as nervous as you. You sent me a dire message, uh, dire message before you, <laughs> a real downer before you went to bed in the middle of the night. And uh, no, I, I think I was much more optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I got the I got a I got a similar dire message and I was like, I don't I don't I don't need this in my life right now. I'm trying to be able to sleep. I was just hoping for, you know, yeah, okay. Biden got the most votes ever. But what president had the most votes against him ever? Biden. Yeah. I was hoping for more of a landslide. Repudiation. Repudiation. A, a sound beating. If you, will. you and you wanted his supporters to be spanked. That's what you wanted. I just didn't. No, no. I just don't think he deserves to have supporters. Well, but you, you, your concern when you wrote to me in the middle of the night was that there were at that time sixty nine million. Now more like seventy some. There were sixty nine million people who voted for a. I can't list all the adjectives. I can't remember them all, but there was definitely racist, misogynist, et cetera, well, et cetera. It, it stands true. I know you were really upset by that. I am. What's, and those that, that what I what really fascinates me about those numbers because going into this election, one thing I was certain of was Donald Trump hasn't gained supportives supporters, but six million more people voted for him than did last time. Yeah, but yeah. did did he gain supporters or did everybody just do a better job of getting people out to the votes, out to the polls? Maybe, but like, who was who was supporting Donald Trump from a distance in 2016? I I don't know. I well, I, it, but the total votes up by what twenty or thirty million? Yeah, yeah. The turnout the turnout was was much higher. But who was so motivated this year? Like, what was different this year than last year than last election? I heard like, it. a lot of a lot of young white men turned eighteen. I suppose, but. You could say that about every demographic, including the ones that support Democrats. Yeah. I, well, I think it was kind of like 2016 in that in that there was a push near the end because Republic because the polls were saying that that Trump was going to be soundly thrashed, and so I guess that just brought. I think they just did a better job of getting people out yeah. in the last week or two. And I, I, I also have a question about that. They, like Trump's saying these polls are suppression polls, and they're meant to keep people at home, but I think they have the opposite effect. I wish the polls said it was closer. I think he would have got beat bad worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That was one thing that I found really, really interesting because the polls, you know, were, were sharply criticized in 2016, but were less wrong than people seem to think. Correct. Um, and then they were, and then they did a marvelous job in 2018. It was pretty accurate uh, across the board for the, you know, the top rated pollsters. And then it seems they missed the mark again into this year. And I wonder why they got it in 2018, but then... There was no Trump uh, in 2018. No Trump. It's, you can't pull Trump. No. You, you can't. People just, for whatever reason, they... Either his supporters don't trust the polls, they lie to the pollsters, maybe they're afraid to say they're voting for Trump. I don't know. But you can't be accurate with him for some reason. 
Yeah, he just defies the polls, I guess. Hey, do, yeah. you, do you think there's any... Let's assume Biden ends up winning this, but do you think there's any chance he runs... I heard people saying he might run again in four years. I can't see that. He, he'd be way too old, no? Yeah, and his fan base will fall away pretty quickly as soon as he steps away from the White House, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I have don't. to say, I think he would struggle to win the primary. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, he'd have to run as an independent. The Republican Party wouldn't allow him back, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And if and then if he ran it as an independent, that would just give an easy pathway to victory for Democrats. There was a couple of interesting states, and I don't know how it ended up, but when I when they were very very close, and you look at the um, the Libertarian Party, the Libertarian Party had more than the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans in the close states that Biden won. And you think if there was no Libertarian Party, those people are probably mostly going Republican, and that might have switched the election. Maybe. There are a lot of Republicans who also spoiled their ballots. And I guess those just don't get counted in any category. I don't think we usually see the spoiled ballots in a count anywhere. A lot of Republicans would not vote for Trump, but they also couldn't vote for Biden, so they just wrote something in. Yeah, like the governor. (laughs) I think Larry Hogan, who's the Republican governor of Maryland, said he wrote in Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they just, honestly, I think that's a cop-out. I I have never been someone who can get behind that. I mean, because it means that you absolutely can't vote against your party no matter what, and that's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're essentially saying you can't vote your against your party no matter what, and you've essentially lost your right to criticize Donald Trump. Like you're saying that the two are equally bad. Yep. Joe Biden is not better than Donald Trump. A lot of Republicans were able to say that. The Republicans who just wrote in, like, I... And listen, I don't think that... I think every Republican who voted for Joe Biden was doing so to save their own party. Sure. Because they were the only ones with the brains to see that former years of Trump would destroy the Republican Party. Yeah. So, my... my the saddest loss uh, for me was that uh, Lindsey Graham got his seat back. I mean, I really wanted him to go down. I really did. Yeah, yeah but... I, I never really thought he would. I understand. I understand the feeling. I, it would have been a nice surprise, but I never really thought he would. It's no, just, you're probably it's, right. It's well, South Carolina, you know? It's still South Carolina. Just but, so, in general, the way the Senate broke, it was a bit disappointing, too. Like, it really thought... Well, They, they hope to get more Democrats I, in, right? Yeah. Well, they lost three races they should have won. North Carolina, Iowa, and Maine. Like, well, we talked about North Carolina here last time, and I was pretty mad at that guy. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He, he couldn't the keep sexting, it in his uh, The sexting uh, fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what really annoys me about the Senate is they spent millions of dollars on Amy McGrath's campaign in Kentucky. Very expensive campaign against Mitch McConnell. And I get that you want to get Mitch McConnell out. I get that Amy McGrath is a stronger Democratic nominee in Kentucky than they've probably had in a long time. It's still not a seat you're going to pick up, whereas if you had spent more money in Maine or Iowa or North Carolina, you might have carried some of those. Yeah, but if if their polling said that they were ahead there... Yeah, but barely. It was always barely. Yeah. Like, consistently, but barely. The nice thing is, though, that now we get the next three months, There's everybody can be distracted by the two Senate races in Georgia and pour all their money into those. And the lawsuits. 
<laughs> those, you know, those runoff elections could go either way. They really I think, could. I think it'll split. I think it'll be one Democrat, one Republican, and that'll give the Republicans a Senate majority of fifty-one to forty-nine. Yeah, it would be great if it was tied. Then we, then we'd really have a hopefully productive four years. Yeah, but no, I think it'll be. I think Ralph, Raphael Warnock will be the. The Democrat will win the special election, but then I think David Perdue will keep on hit for his second term, the Republican. We'll um, see. I so don't know when those runoff elections happen. I think they happen in January. Yeah, I thought I heard that too. So, all right, well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I do. I was taking a look at the 2022 Senate midterm map, and assuming as people at, do, yeah, <laughs> assuming who hasn't. <laughs> Assuming that Biden doesn't become an extraordinarily unpopular president, I think the Democrats have a good chance at making some pickups in places like Pennsylvania, where there's a Republican up for grabs, and uh, a few other states that I saw where I think the Democrats could at least be competitive against Republican incumbents, whereas the states that are up, that are Democrats are like Hawaii and New York or you know some really safe Democratic states where the Republicans just aren't going to win. So it might be an unproductive two years, but assuming Biden doesn't, you know, destroy his popularity, I think after the midterms, the Democrats will gain control of the Senate. Maybe, but how is it? Like, he won't, he won't have done anything because the Senate won't let him do anything. So nothing will well, happen yeah. for the first two years. Okay. Well, then he won't damage his popularity. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, I, I think actually, to, to be honest, that it's the next four years will be about not making too many radical moves. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's already said day one he's going to sign a flurry of executive orders to backtrack a lot of Trump policies. He's going to end the quote-unquote Muslim ban and right. rejoin the Paris Accord yeah. and a bunch of things they says day one. But what he seems to be doing is like he's not like, I'm not going to put anything forward. I'm going to bring us back to before he was elected. Right. Restore. Restore. Yeah. I was really thrilled to see Arizona go for Biden. That just makes the whole Southwest essentially a blue area where I can live in any of those states and, you know, survive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's one that's, that's going to be challenged though, right? It's pretty close. It'll definitely be a recount. Yeah, but I think it will still go Biden's way. Same with Nevada. I'm not even sure if they're challenging in Nevada. Yeah. I, I think I think Biden's far enough ahead in both states that even if it's a recount, it'll still go his way. I mean, Mark Kelly has handily won the Senate seat in Arizona, so congrats to him. I think Arizona is going to become a Democratic state. I think it's going to become a blue state. Yeah. In the coming, you know, four or five years. Yep. Especially as people start, if people continue to work remotely, which I think they will a great percentage of people then you'll see a lot of younger people uh younger more liberal people flowing into arizona yeah well i think i heard that the phoenix and phoenix suburb area was the most rapidly expanding area of the united states in terms of like immigrants coming in could be they just need to keep up with the water needs yeah the golf courses are green they got water they just hoard it for the <laughs> golf courses <laughs> i saw an interview about florida apparently according to the exit polls a lot of the Latino vote went for Trump, which people found Cuban shocking. Vote. Cuban, well, Cuban, yeah, which yeah. people found shocking. And the interview that I saw was that basically they're scared of people that say socialism, and Trump just hit that trigger point with them, so they voted all voted Republican. Is that sort of ring yeah, true? Huge, and 
Yeah, huge trigger point with them. And and what was happening before election day was the the social media that just about every Latino person uses um, in this area of the world is um, WhatsApp. Right. And they were just being absolutely flooded with disinformation on WhatsApp. It was really bad, and they and there was they just couldn't control it enough. So yeah, I think they just put the fear of socialism and communism into into those residents of Miami area, and that was that. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, a lot of people thought Florida was going to go for Biden. I, I was never really sold on that. You know, you've looked at yeah. the 2022 map. Have you looked at the map that you put up on our website versus what actually happened? How close were you? I, I was quite close. I was right about Florida. I was wrong about North Carolina. And Georgia is still uncalled. If Georgia does go blue, then I will be wrong about Georgia. But I don't think Georgia will stay blue. Really? My understanding is that most of the remaining uncounted ballots are military ballots, and those mm-hmm. tend to heavily favor Republicans. They do, although you never know. Their commander-in-chief was, was not well-liked. It's possible. Four years. Yeah, it's possible. I, I think Trump will eke out a narrow win. But if, I mean, here's the thing. I'd love to be wrong. I would love for Georgia to go blue. <laughs> but I'm just not hopeful about that. But yeah. uh, if it goes red, then the only state I've been wrong about is North Carolina. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You got Arizona? Yep. Wow. The You're the next Nate Silver. <laughs> the the other thing that, you know, struck me as I was watching on election night was the the vast divide between urban and rural America. Yeah. Like it's like you're it's like they're not even living in the same country. Right. They're they're compete it's seventy thirty Biden in the cities and seventy thirty Trump in the rural areas that's why i hope that the one and actually i don't know if i should say this because it's from an environmental point of view it may not be the right thing to hope for but i was kind of hoping that covid might send more city people out to the rural areas but actually from a climate change perspective we kind of want everybody to be congregating in smaller areas and leaving more swaths of land wild yeah why are the rural people more republican i just because my they're white (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing my brain instantly goes they're white and less educated but i feel like those might be stereotypes maybe i don't understand the issues that they face and like how the republicans are better for them than the democrats but i don't think the the republicans are better for people like family farmers you know i don't think they are at all but they likely have that sense that they are the other just taxes are they just so hung up on taxes? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's actually more trade than taxes for farmers. Oh, I don't know. They and you know, I think there's a, there's just a certain distrust of government in rural areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Bernie Sanders was on. I think Stephen Colbert. He was saying how the the de- the Democratic Party has really become the party of the coastal elites, and it needs to work to get the working class families back in the fold because really the democratic party should be the party of the working class yeah it is crazy that a poor person would vote for donald trump yeah and yet that's his base i know but they vote against their own interests it's really frustrating but it's because don't you think it's because of people like you know like nancy pelosi and and uh and chuck schwimmer and, and these guys that are just 
out of touch with what's going on and have been well, and have been in Senate forever. I mean, so is Mitch McConnell, I but part, I think that's partly it. I also think they are, for whatever reason, more susceptible to some of these disinformation campaigns, some of the propaganda. AOC gave a interesting interview where she sort of broke the truce that she had established with moderate Democrats in order to get Joe Biden elected and Trump out of office, where she lambasted moderate Democrats and the DNC for various quote-unquote incompetencies, where, you know, so first of all, going back to the polls, the polls predicted that the Democrats would pick up nine seats in the House of Representatives. In fact, the Democrats lost six. One of the things AOC, AOC said is that she said, like, I would like to point out to everybody that every single progressive Democrat won their seat. The six seats were lost were all moderates. Yeah. And so she said, so I'm tired of being told that progressive policies, the Green New Deal and Black Lives Matter cost Democrats in this elections. Oh, yeah. No, no, I absolutely do. I'm with her 100% on that. I have to say that yeah. I did wish she could wait a day or maybe two or seven before, <laughs> before yeah. having that conversation. Because, yeah. you know, we are just trying to take maybe 24 hours to be... To not before we start whipping ourselves, you know what I mean, flagellating. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in the yeah. same interview, she said she's considering. She wasn't sure she was going to run for re-election, and she's now considering dropping out of politics because she's been attacked so much from moderates within the Demo- Democratic Party, personally and like outside of like interviews, not publicly but privately. She's been attacked so much, and there's so much hostility towards her and progressive ideas within the Democratic Party that she's just kind of getting tired of it. She's almost losing hope in it but yeah i mean she makes a brilliant point the progressives won and if you look at the seats that the moderates lost they weren't really spending money they didn't do well in the advertising they were just relying on moderate policies and the waves to win like no you have to be active you have to be progressive and then you get people out to vote and i think the democratic party is going to have to have that reckoning or they're going to keep losing seats this is exactly how i feel about the liberal party of canada yeah (laughs) She said the Democratic Party was just awful at campaigning, and that's why uh, Obama went outside the Democratic Party and ran his own campaign. Mm. Yeah. She yeah. also said, my favorite line from that interview was, she, she was asked what her macro takeaway from the election was, and she says, well, I think the central one is that we aren't in a free fall yeah. to hell anymore. <laughs> Not a free fall. I yes. mean, we're still sliding towards yes. hell. It's much slower slide. Yeah. Hey, did you, did either of you catch uh, Dave Chappelle last night on Saturday Night Live? A bit no. of it. A bit of it. Not. Yeah, I haven't six, seen all of it six, yet. It's sixteen and a half minutes. I recommend watching it. It's really funny for one thing, but man, you know, I like Dave Chappelle a lot. I actually have a. I am two degrees of separation away from him. I have a friend who was his babysitter when he was little. Really? They grew up oh, wow. together in. They grew up together in Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is where he still lives. He talked a bit about living in ohio and the cornfields and stuff yeah last night but but no he i saw that bit. brilliant he makes some brilliant points and yeah he just has a way of really hammering it home mm-hmm. yeah i saw that i saw just, the first half i want to see that i just had to leave so yeah, I see the yeah i'd half. watch it i'd watch it on youtube he just you know, but you know he, he was just he was just reflecting on the fact that the way some people are feeling right now is the way black people have always felt you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Speaking of Ohio, it broke its 60-year streak of always voting with the Electoral College winner. 
Oh, is that the? Yeah, I knew there was a state that was kind of the barometer, but I'd forgotten it was Ohio. Yeah, it was Ohio, but this year it went Republican, and but and it's looking like Joe Biden's won the electoral college, so it broke that streak. Ohio is such a funny mix. I mean, Ohio is a good example of the of the national divide. Yeah. In terms of the cities, you know, Ohio's a big, big state, and the big cities, which aren't terribly big, but you know, Cleveland, Columbus, I'm sure they vote blue, but then you've got. A lot of rural, a lot of small towns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, first female, first black, first American of Asian descent of vice president. Did, did either of you watch the speeches last night? I did. I haven't seen them yet. Um, I thought they were both really good. And I liked seeing the families up on stage. And even the fireworks were okay. You know, I always think fireworks last at least 50% too long. But uh, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. And uh, Kamala Harris's speech was excellent. I thought, you know, I saw Biden's speech the night before, which was mm. supposed to be an acceptance speech, but it hadn't been called. And he looked so exhausted. Like, he really looked his age. And then last night, he came bouncing out onto the stage, mm-hmm. lots of energy. And you didn't even notice until the very end when he was going down the stairs that he was, you know, a little bit more frail. Yeah. I, th- I saw I saw an uh, article by the Huffington Post, and it was titled, Biden gives a totally normal political speech, and it feels completely radical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little excited to have Kamala Harris as vice president. I mean, she was never my first pick in the primaries or anything like that, and I have issues with her, but she's a good public speaker. She's young. She's, you know, a woman, the highest woman ever elected to office in the U.S. It's really, it, it's kind of exciting. And, it uh, is exciting. I mean, I'm not sure what exactly she'll do. I'm sure that you know, Biden will give her s- certain special projects. Hard to be yeah. vice president because you don't really do a whole lot. Yeah, the th- I, I mean, what I've heard is that the role of the vice president is really defined by the president. Yeah. They can be as involved or completely useless as the president deems. Like, what has Mike Pence been doing for the past four years? <laughs> really and truly. <laughs> like, you hear... Space Force. Made head of- yeah, Space COVID Force task force. Everything that Donald Trump didn't want to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, everything that he could shift the blame to Mike Pence, that's what Mike Pence's job was. I wonder if Mike Pence is, like, telling Donald Trump to concede or if he's pushing. I think he's probably letting the family do that. Mm. Yeah, the family heard... apparently is encouraging him to concede. That's what I've heard, too. Really? And that Melania's going to divorce him as soon as the inauguration's over. I haven't heard that. Did, I did hear that. Did you oh. guys see the Clark County Registrar? video that was flying around a couple days ago clark no. county, which one was that clark county nevada so the, the registrar's yeah. name is joe gloria and he was updating yeah. the media i'm sure you've seen it on the nevada vote and this guy wearing a tank top that said barbecue beer and freedom came running up behind him with a mask sort of oh, over his chin i did see this screaming the biden crime family is stealing the election the media is covering it up and he said that like five or six times and then he just he was a big guy. He just sort of got winded and walked away. And then, <laughs> and then, I didn't see that. And then this guy, the Joe Joe Gloria, just sort of goes back to the mic and goes, uh, "Where were we? What was the last question?" It was just, it was just so <laughs> I awesome. I saw other videos. I saw other videos with Joe Gloria and thought he was quite good. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And this guy, like he, Mary. I mean, this will only mean something to you, but he reminded me of. He looked like like a young Bob Hicks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Of course, Bob Hicks would never be on that side of the uh, no, no, no political aisle. No, 
<laughs> the the other one the other one that I thought was super funny was the Trump supporters in Michigan outside the polls chanting "Stop the count," and the Trump supporters in Arizona outside the polls standing count the votes. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I don't think I don't think you ever got this far in Veep. Uh, Mary, did you ever watch Veep? I didn't. I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I didn't watch it. I think it's so funny. One of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And there's there's an episode where Selena Meyer, who was the first female vice president in this show, and then she accedes to the presidency when the president steps down. Anyway, so she's facing her first election as president, and they uh, it comes to a, a tie, 269, 269. But then there's a recount in Nevada, and and so they um they they're running around they're scrambling they're like we need to get Nevada if we get Nevada we win so they're they're going so they set up the campaign sets up protests like at the courts can count every vote count every vote and then they there's a flurry of new votes that come in and they find out that it's military votes that are going to go to her opponent so they call up the protesters and they're like hey stop the count stop the count and they're like what what they're like stop the count and then all the protesters just like slowly shift to the other side where the stop the count voters are and they keep oh saying, that's amazing counting the votes stop counting the votes <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it reminded me and of. it just so, actually happened it came true <laughs> almost they were in different states but it pretty much came true and that's what trump was calling for Stop counting where I'm winning. Keep counting where I'm losing. That was one of there was SNL did a sketch, sketch, a, a skit, a sketch. I was trying to say them both at the same time. <laughs> where they had like a Biden's acceptance speech and Trump's quote unquote concession speech, and he's like Trump comes out and he's like, stop counting. You know, Alec Baldwin. We gotta stop counting the votes. I've already won when the counts. All the legal votes were counted, and then somebody shuffles up and he was like, oh, what? I'm behind. Every vote must be counted. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I, ridiculous. I, I think it's, I mean, the comedy's going to wane a little bit probably in the next couple of days, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last 20 F4. Mary, what do you, what do you think if it goes to the Supreme Court, are they going to, is there enough, can, can at this point the Supreme Court hand Donald Trump the victory or no. do you think they can't disqualify enough ballots? Oh gosh, no. There's no there's no mathematical way at this point that any court could find anything large enough to make a difference. Georgia has a slim enough margin that maybe the recount will bring something up, but no, no the, there's been no evidence for any of these things. And so all the Supreme Court would do is say, you know, that a particular state had to recount or that they had to, you know, maybe not consider a certain group of ballots but there's no mathematical way that they could hand them the victory yeah i didn't think so nor would they want to i mean they don't want to get embroiled in all that yeah probably not so yeah i, I guess i mean barring the end of the world you know it looks like joe biden is gonna be the next president hey yeah oh what yeah it's, I, it's a done deal for everyone that i know here rudy, I mean, Gi unless, rudy giuliani was saying when he was told that Biden had been declared the winner, he said, by who? And they said, all, all the networks have done it. He goes, oh, well, the networks, oh, well. Networks networks don't decide election, courts do. And I just thought, no, <laughs> courts courts don't, actually. The voters do. <laughs> and the networks are just not reporting that, the election. They don't decide. Not only that, but it's the individual um, election you know, whoever local elections people who certify the vote, they're the ones who actually declare. Yeah. Yeah. It's not supposed to go to the courts. That's not the idea. No, exactly. That's <laughs> a, I just couldn't believe this is uh, it's crazy. That guy is just oh, how off about, his how rocker. About their little, how about their news conference yesterday at the Four Seasons? Oh, that was so funny. Do you think they just, do you really think they thought that was the Four Seasons Hotel? 
I have no idea. Because otherwise, why were they there? Unusual. Yeah, no, because otherwise, why were they there? Why were they yeah. there? I think they thought yeah. it was a Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? They had a press conference. Um, Giuliani and a bunch of others, they held a press conference at, quote, and, and Trump tweeted out that they were holding a press conference at the Four Seasons yesterday afternoon after Biden was declared the winner so that they could say that they were mounting all these legal challenges. And there was, apparently there was some confusion and I guess an aide thought it was the parking lot of the Four Seasons Hotel, but it wasn't. It was the parking lot of this little landscaping business called Four Seasons Landscaping in an industrial park. Beside, beside like an adult, adult bookstore, yeah. Yeah, beside an adult bookstore. <laughs> and, a, and, a, so. and a maintenance in a garage or something was on the other side. <laughs> what a, it was a strip mall. Place. It was a strip mall. It was, what, yeah. what a perfect place for the... Trump campaign to launch their last desperate dying assault. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was perfect. Oh gosh, that's um, you know what I'll say. My my biggest disappointment of the night was Susan Collins getting reelected. That was a disappointment. I agree. Because I really, really, really thought like I knew Iowa was was close. I can deal like I I thought the North Carolina would go Democrats, but it doesn't surprise me that it didn't. But I really thought they were going to win Maine. I really did. She deserved repudiation. Yes. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And I wonder if it was her vote against Amy Coney Barrett that saved her. I doubt it. I think it was probably just her experience. Yeah? I mean, most people prefer an experienced congressperson or senator because they think they can get more that way, that yeah. that person will have more clout. Maybe. You know, it's, re it's really rare for an incumbent president to be not reelected. Yeah, you know what? I watched H. H. W. Bush's concession speech on the night, and that was it was a, it was very uh, respectful and kind and oh, uh, refreshing. Yeah. He also, I don't know, you should go back and uh, somewhere on the interwebs. I'm sure it talks about the letter that he left for Bill Clinton in the White House. Yeah, I've seen that. Have you seen that? Yeah, he's yeah. just he was a great writer and a and a gentleman. I mean, he just the problem with both H. W. and W is that they were naive in ways, you know, like they, they allowed themselves to become um, influenced by these nutcases, you know, like Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, it's a shame. I also saw, and I feel like, I mean, this is something we all know, the point I'm going to get to, but I saw in something like seven of the last eight elections or something like that, I don't know how many elections. Maybe it was four of the last five. I'm not sure. I think it was four of the last five elections. The Democrats won the popular vote, but the have only were only in power for like eight years, or Republicans were in power for twelve years or something like that. Yeah, I what the I think the statistic I read was eight of the last nine elections. The Republicans have only won the popular vote once, and I think that would have been. George W. Bush's second term, yeah, and the, otherwise they they no matter when they win they don't they don't actually win the popular vote, which is why I find it so amusing that Trump supporters are are trying to fight this. I mean, you talk about when you want to fight an election is when you lose the electoral college and win the popular vote. That's frustrating. Mm -hmm. huh? And that's the thing. I mean, it, again, it just reaffirms you know you need to get rid of the electoral college. We need to get rid of the Electoral College, although I, I've never lived any place that didn't have representative government, representative voting, so it makes me nervous to think of just purely a popular vote electing a president. Well, I'm just worried that pe certain people get disenfranchised that way. I don't know. 
you know, tyranny of the majority. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, maybe, yeah, there are these problems, but democracy isn't a perfect system, you know? Democracy is the worst system of government except for all the other ones, that famous quote. But, but right now, America's not a democracy, you know? No. Not really. At least not It just would take level. a little bit of repositioning of some of the electoral college votes to, to areas of population if you want to keep it. Yeah. Like, do it a bit more by population and a bit less by land. Yeah, I mean, the history of the Electoral College is, you know, of course, like with everything in this country, goes right back to post-slavery South, Southern state, who wanted to make sure that the black man who was the majority didn't have the influence that they would have had if if there was sort of a popular vote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a... I mean, maybe, you know, we'd, you'd still have representative democracy for the, for Congress and the Senate, and then you could have a, a popular vote only for the president and vice presidential ticket. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing is, I mean, I think I think America actually has a, a decent system where you have the legislature that is based purely on population, the seats, and then you have the Senate that gives every state equal representation. But I think when you when it comes to the president, who is going to be the president of every American, every American's vote needs to count the same. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And then you get your your senators for your equal representation on the federal level, and then you also get your governors in your state legislatures to look after your own interests, your own state's interest. And states have way more agency than provinces do. So yeah. I, I think the argument that, you know, like, well, you know, if we give it just a pure popular vote, well, then everyone in Wyoming is going to be disenfranchised. First of all, good. They don't know how to vote anyway. But also, uh, more seriously, um, they there are other institutions to make up for that fact. Yep. And they're not disenfranchised. They do get to vote. They just might lose more often. <laughs> true you know and and that's that that's just how democracy works sometimes you lose everyone who votes ndp constantly in uh, canada can tell you you don't have to tell me (laughs) (laughs) i know all about disappointment i never expected it i was going to say something i may have lost my train oh that um i think i'm going to go ahead and submit my citizenship application oh wow nice in celebration of this uh victory I, you know, because if Trump had won, I had planned to move back to Canada. So I thought, well, he didn't win, so maybe I should do the opposite, which is submit my application. You better just awesome. better just wait till the votes or legal battles all done. Until the twenty fifth, or whenever inauguration day is, twenty first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if you send that to Huffington Post America or something like that, you could probably get a nice uh, soft story written about you. I was just thinking that in that section, I, I love reading the Huff Post. I love the personal personal essay section where people yeah. write story really weird stories about their personal lives. Yeah, and you can say, you know, if Trump had won, I would have left, but now I'm staying and I'm going to become an American. Oh yeah, they'll they'll eat that up, Dill. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? It'll be fantastic. Maybe right. if it if it garners enough attention, maybe Joe Biden can actually give you your citizenship. <laughs> it's the year the year of the woman coming up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. You know, but you know, speaking of women, I saw an interesting article the other day, the other day being yesterday, about Kamala Harris winning the vice presidency and the title of the article was Doug Harris to become America's first first ever second gentleman. And I thought what a wonderful way to write an article about the first female vice president 
and make it about the man in her life. <laughs> well, the other thing is, why would he be the second gentleman and not the first gentleman? Well, the f- because the the vice president's spouse is the second blank. Oh, that's right. It's the second. I kept I kept thinking first lady. Yes, of course, he's the second gentleman. Yes. Yeah. I also read that Jill Biden is going to keep her day job as a professor. Yeah, why not? In these COVID times, can work from anywhere. Professor Flotus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure that will be wonderful. I, I still don't feel like, even though she's from California and was our attorney general, I still feel like I don't know Kamala Harris very well. Yeah, yeah. She has, she has like a mixed record. My understanding is that when she was attorney general, she was more moderate conservative, and now she's trying to push towards the progressive side. Only in California could you call her a moderate conservative. Anywhere else she would be so far to the left. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But her husband, too, I don't feel like I know him, so... Oh, yeah, I don't know him at all. Not that I know anything about Mike Pence and his wife, nor do I care to. (laughs) Mike Pence and mother? Yeah. (laughs) Except that he looks so much like the guy from Johnny Quest. Did you ever watch Johnny Quest, James? I don't think so. It's like a, you know, it's like a kid's animated thing. It was was on, I think, in the 60s and 70s. He looks exactly like the character from Johnny Quest. (laughs) I never saw that. (laughs) With With his, you know, with that weird, like, straight hairline. Yeah. Like he and Zuckerberg have. <laughs> okay, I have two questions. First one, Mary, is there anybody who you think Gavin Newsom might appoint to replace oh. the Senate? Well, I mean, the talk here is that it it has to be a woman and it should be either a Latina or a black woman. So there's a fairly lengthy list of people it could be. Mm-hmm. It, um, if you were to pick a man, there's also some Latino men that um, would be good candidates people like Alex Padilla, but again, I think he's probably going to appoint a woman. And I'm trying to remember the name of the woman. Who is the woman from Southern California who he considered for his... Karen Bass. Karen Bass, yes, thank you. She's a possibility. I think she'd be good. But there's lots. I mean, California, because the Democrats are in power here all the time and it's such a big state, there are lots of really experienced people as well as people who've been like mayor of LA or mayor of San Francisco that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. a lot of people with a lot of people who could step in and do it but I think it'll be a woman yeah I think so too I think I think probably a Latina woman actually because apparently that would be a first for California even though that's hard to believe oh yeah that would be that would be a good good first to have that is hard to believe Gavin likes to make history so he'll he'll do that in some way I'm sure you know, I did learn that Kamala Harris is not actually the first person of color to hold the vice presidential office. I uh, saw that on your Facebook page, so tell us about it. Oh, it's awful. I can't remember his name, but I think the 31st vice president from the late 19... I think under, I think it was Herbert Hoover, was a man with significant indigenous heritage. More than Elizabeth Warren, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I yeah. saw that. I was surprised. I had no idea. I had no idea either. Like you think you'd think that's something the Republicans would flaunt in the face of Democrats. You know you know something else you know, just when you brought that up, Mary, something I won't miss is the name calling. That the oh constant name calling from the President of the United States. You know, oh, like calling calling Elizabeth Waller and Pocahontas and like, Yeah. No, what I mean the people the people around here that I've had a chance to talk to in the last couple of days, you know, we are all just so it just feels like this enormous weight has been lifted because it was so oppressive to live with that day after day after day with the yeah. nastiness. Now I haven't interacted yet with any of my Republican acquaintances, but I'm expecting them all I have to go to a horse show next weekend outside 
where I'm hoping, and people will be masked, but there may be people who aren't. But um, I'm hoping that there will be no uh, drama there around the election. People usually try to behave themselves. Yeah, But there will be a lot of unmasked people. So it's outside, but it makes me nervous. I'm just going to kind of go in the first thing in the morning, so I'm supposed to help. I usually help these things. So I'm just going to kind of scope it out, and if too many people come near me without masks, I'm just going to leave. You're out, yeah. Did you see the... There's a new commercial on before some YouTube videos that I've seen where it's just a mask on a screen. It sounds like Fauci's voice, but it might be somebody else. I don't know. It just says, this is a mask. It's not a political statement. It's a mask. That's yep. it. Like, I saw that last night for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, except about half of my YouTube videos are in French now. Pourquoi? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't understand half of them. I'm like, you're just yelling at me in French. But then the video's in English, but it's very weird. My second question, do we think that Mike Pence or any of the Trump children have a political future or will no. attempt to have a political future? No, we do not. Definitely no? not the children. Not the children. If Pence gets elected again, I mean, really, honestly, he should he should just go back and find some peace between him and his God. He was a senator, yes? No, he was a governor. Governor, oh, governor okay. Indiana. Indiana, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Could, I, could, I could see him running for senator of Indiana. Senator from Indiana. Oh, man. I don't think you go... I don't think you run for lesser offices, do you? Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but after having served. Mitt Romney didn't serve. Oh, well, maybe not. I guess it maybe depends maybe how much he needs the money. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see him at least trying in a primary. I could also see Don Jr. trying in a primary. Oh, man. Uh, no. Those those kids, no. I don't think so. I think I think they know. I think they'll be happy not to. I think they're doing this because Daddy told them to, all this stuff. They, they I don't think Maybe. they'll do it. They'll just take uh, whatever money, you know. I think Trump was probably broke going into this election, but I think he's made a lot of money by being president. And now he's probably well off, and they'll just ride off into the sunset. I, I don't even know how much. Although I did hear, oh, what's the guy's name that did Survivor? Mark? Mark. Um, it doesn't matter. The guy that did Survivor approached Trump for a new TV show, and basically the theory is he won the election, and he is in his office, in the Oval, like the his White House or whatever it is, wherever the, I imagine it'll be a set like the Oval Office or something, and and he'll be criticizing Biden on a, I guess, weekly basis or something. Okay, good luck with that. I think I think that nobody will watch that. Don't um, you think there's an audience of about 70 million? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you may, you know what, best case scenario, I think you actually get 35 million people who watch who watch that. But I think, I think if he does do that, it will be very damaging to the Republican Party still. I think the Republican Party really wants Trump to shut up once he's gone. Well, he's no longer a Republican once he's out of office. He never was a Republican. So I think he's. I think everything he does from here on out is as an independent party. Yeah, maybe. Like in even in his own mind, I don't think. I don't think he will have anything to do with the Republican Party ever again. Maybe he'll pull a Maxime Bernier and go off in a huff after he loses and make his own party. That's what I think. You think the he'll make his own party? <laughs> So, so how many divorces do we think might happen? I think Melania will leave immediately. <laughs> uh, which Melania? All of them? Uh, all of them, I think, will <laughs> mor- morph into one body. <laughs> 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 and I think that, uh, you know, apparently for that period where she was in New York, 
there was, I don't know, a period of, was it five weeks or something before she moved to the White House? She was negotiating a post-nup to make sure that Barron gets his share of the, the Trump fortune before she oh. would move to the White House. So I think those two are done. What about Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle? I think they're going to be done too. I don't know anything about Kimberly Guilfoyle. Gavin Newsom's ex-wife. And she's the one who oh, did that. Really? She's the one who Dating did that. Don Jr. She's the one who did that that screaming thing at the Republican convention. The best yeah. is yet to come. <laughs> what did Gavin Newsom see in her? He was young, but it's a very good question. They were both um, climbing the ladder, I think. Oh. And then I think I think Ivanka and Jared are done. Really? I don't think so. What could she possibly see in him? I, I said, uh, there was a, there was an article that, that just said, and, and then for, and then Jared was no longer a real boy. And it was just like this wooden doll <laughs> on, a, on a chair. <laughs> How could so many people look so plastic? Yeah. There was like, I want to know what's going to happen with Stephen Miller as well. Oh, that oh. guy. And He'll, what's his wife? His wife works in the White House too. He'll turn back into a bat and fly off yeah. in the night. There's so many people who, like, you know, maybe aren't as famous as Trump, but thank God they're going to go away. Steve Mnuchin. Oh, yeah. Kudrow. Thank God. All the all the incompetent people that he put in positions of power. Uh, the the educate Betsy DeVos. Oh, Betsy DeVos gone first day. Like, Huge celebration around the the uh, around Betsy DeVos losing her job, at least in my Facebook community, which yeah, no. a lot of teachers. Yeah, it's a lot too. Absolutely, that was that was a ridiculous. Well, it was no more ridiculous than any of his other appointments. So right. It was. It, it, it'll good. It'll be good to see them all go, and and then we can fill these roles with competent people that that stick around for more than four or five months, or until they upset yeah. the president. So, yeah. question. Do you think they've actually gone into the office for the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and uh, woken Ben Carson up from his four-year nap and tell him <laughs> that he doesn't have a job anymore? As you were saying that, I thought, huh, when was the last time? Ben Carson, I think, said a couple of words about COVID back in April. Like mumbled in his sleep or something? Yeah. <laughs> sleep talking. And I was surprised then because I, I hadn't even thought of him in, in ages and, of course, forgot that he's the resident doctor until they got that radiologist they'll just roll him out on his chair they won't even wake him (laughs) so here's i'm gonna i'm gonna say something which might not be popular i'm not sure but i don't think that the biden administration should waste time having the justice department go after figures from the trump administration i don't think that would be a good way to spend time given the state of the country at this point thoughts you might be right. Uh, you're right. It's probably not popular. I would love to see them all thrown in jail, but for to heal the country, maybe not the best choice. At least yeah. not right away. Do you want? Yeah. To, should to, okay, just to play devil's advocate for a minute. Don't you want people to know that when you do stuff like this, there's consequences at the end? Yes. But like for the next. You know, uh, but with any prosecution, you always weigh the chances of it going your way. You know, versus the harm that might be caused. Oh, or yeah, absolutely. No, th- you have to have evidence. You have to have proof. You have to, have, you know, they have to be pretty sure that they're going to get convictions. But I, I think- mean, the Mueller investigation, you know, it, it, you know, it didn't really get us where we wanted to be. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't end up going that well. I mean, that the, the investigation was fine, but it, it didn't actually prove collusion. It proved a lot of other things. 
but it didn't it just ended up being kind of a waste of time same with impeachment so i just not i would rather not see the money and the energy spent there the only thing that concerns me is is the you know enriching enriching yourself at the at the expense of the tax of the u.s tax and it hey I'm a Canadian. It doesn't it doesn't concern me that much. But <laughs> enriching yourself <laughs> at the expense of the US taxpayer and the thing and and being in and being the president and being in debt to, you know, having secret secret bank accounts in China and being in debt to Lord knows who all over the world. Th- those things well, let me are say concerning. This. I mentioned uh yeah, so I said not the justice department, but you know the US has a long and storied history of using the IRS to bring people to justice when other means can't be found. Yeah. Yeah. I could also see maybe not not the White House but perhaps some governor's mansions bringing some charges against him. Hmm. Yeah. New York will bring as many charges as uh as Mario Cuomo can think of. Yeah. No, and I'd be go I'd be good with the IRS. It doesn't have to be the government, the feds. Uh, it doesn't have to be the feds, but I just think he can't do what he did for 4 years and and just you know, then go home. I would like to see the IRS take him down. That that's I think for me would be more enjoyable yeah. than having the FBI take yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. To prove that is is you know, what the Emperor has no clothes. That would be awesome. Yes. And that yeah. paying your taxes matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Proud Canadian, paying your taxes is really important. As as high as you possibly can go. It's like tipping. You just <laughs> <laughs> It's important. Just do it. Yeah. So I think we 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 talked about the vice president. Which one? The vice president. The vice president elect. And we talked about the role. But I, I didn't ask how active of a role do we think Kamala Harris will have? Because I know Joe Biden had a very active role as vice president, but I also know he's a man who's wanted the job for a very long time. And so I wonder if he'll get, like, power-hungry and just, like, hoard it. Well, I think it's going to depend a lot on his health. Yeah. I mean, he does look quite frail to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's so going to mostly kick it and give most things to Harris. You think so? I, I think so. He'll do the big speeches. He'll he'll do the... But I, I feel like the, the day-to-day nitty-gritty he's going to give to Harris because he's, he's, he's an old man and he's tired. He'll do the head of state stuff, which he does yeah. very well, and he knows all yeah. those people. Yeah. Right? He knows BB... all those guys and girls so yeah i think he'll do the i think he'll probably travel and do the head of state stuff but maybe she'll do more of the administrative bit i don't know if she doesn't run if if he doesn't run again in four years do you think she'll win the primary in the presidency yeah i mean unless they just bomb completely which is hard to imagine Yeah, I think she will now, and you know, I mean, we don't know that he's going to be in good health for four years. He, yeah, he, he shouldn't. He shouldn't run. No, I mean, even well, during the first four years, yeah. I'm thinking that there's a possibility that he could. Anything can happen to a guy that age. So I yeah, think yeah, he could step down. I think he, he could. Uh, if she wants sorry, to win, no, if she wants to win, I think, like you said last week, her only chance in the st- from, from what I see, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm underestimating the the voters in America, but I think the last election says I'm probably not. I, I don't. I, I think if she is never in charge and people have to go up to the ballot ballot box and it's her or anyone else, anyone else is going to win. If Biden steps down, maybe after the next midterms or, or you know, like two and a half years, and she runs the place for two and a half years and things don't fall apart, 
maybe she has a shot. Now, it still isn't the same as actually going in and putting an X beside a woman's name, but maybe yeah. she has a shot. But if yep. she, if she's vice president for four years and then it's her and anyone else, I just I just don't see her. I just don't see her winning. I don't think there. I don't think the the U.S. population is there yet. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, you think black black men had the vote long time before white women did in this country. It's yeah, women. It's a it's a bigger challenge. Yeah, it's interesting though because I don't know. It would be very unlike the u.s to have two one term it wouldn't be the same as having two one-term presidents but like you know have like one term of each party in a row yeah normally you get eight years of one party and then eight years of another party yep right like like that's how it goes so it'd be very strange in that aspect for the people in the u.s to go out and say enough of them to go out and say, well, I've forgiven the Republicans for last time, and so I'm not going to go vote for Kamala Harris. Well, maybe that's why Donald, the Donald, thinks he has a little window there. Maybe. Maybe. But you know what? You're right. I mean, she could. She could become president in the next four years because Joe Biden is old, uh, and I think he'll be much smarter than Donald Trump. Not a high bar, but uh, I think he will be. But still, the last That's a bar you can step over. Yeah, but... (laughs) But, you know, like the last president got COVID. Many world leaders have had COVID. If Biden gets COVID, he could be done. Uh, I don't know. Trump made it through. And I think Biden's in better health than Trump. I I, I just think I think the president has access to uh, a lot more options than you and I do. True. Well, yeah. But I don't know. William Henry Harrison got pneumonia on his inauguration day. Died a month later. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, but, you know, I'm. What year was that? uh, I don't know, early 1900s, late 1800s. Yeah, yeah, I think they're a little farther along. The ventilators have gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> it's not somebody with a just blown into his mouth with a paper bag or something. <laughs> you know, well, we, it uh, it's certainly been a, a crazy week. Are there any more topics you wanted to cover, James? Well, I, I just was going to say we talked about Lindsey Graham, and he he came out saying. President Trump should not concede this defeat yet. And his exact quote was, and maybe someone can explain this to me because I don't understand it, but his quote was, if Republicans don't challenge and change the U.S. election system, there will never be another Republican president elected again. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> what does that even mean? Change I, I what? It's set up for Republicans to win. I know it's yeah. just nonsensical. He has gone so far to the dark side. What does that? Yeah, and it's, it it used to be like in the Republican primaries, he seemed to be one of the more reasonable ones. Yeah, and just under Trump, he has just thrown himself into the far right. And I wonder if it, I mean I think it has to be that those were always his positions, and he was just like, oh, I can't win with those. And he's like, wait, I can? You think maybe, or do you think he's just one of so many people who has... No backbone? Who, has, who believes, who drank the Kool-Aid, and then, like, actually believes some of these things. I don't know. Such I, a smart guy, but, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I remember reading, before Al Franken became unpopular, I read Al Franken's <laughs> autobiography, and um, he said that uh, he had a conversation with Lindsey Graham in the Senate bathroom once during the Oh, my Lord, primary. do I want to hear this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said to Lindsey Graham, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry you're doing so poorly, and I just want you to know that if I were a Republican, I'd probably vote for you in this primary. And Lindsey Graham replied with, yeah, that's why I'm losing. <laughs> but, um, so he's always been an asshole is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just 
but, but the fact that a Democrat, you know, Al Franken, who was a pretty left-wing Democrat, was said that you know he'd support Lindsey Graham. I, I don't know. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It, it means that either he wore a mask for a long time that was very convincing, mm-hmm. or, or that he's changed. He evolved. He evolved like devolved. Devolved, devolved into um, a more evil human being. Yeah. Or yeah, he just is. Or he's just ch- chilling for votes, and he'll say he de- he decided he'll say anything now because this is this is what's winning now. So I'll I'll go this way. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does. You know, it could always be a case like like John Roberts, right, where some of these people actually vote more moderately than you think they're going to. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You know it was an an election that kind of disappointed me. Alabama. Now I never expected Doug Jones to hold his seat. I knew he was going to lose. That wasn't disappointed. I'm just disappointed that now for the next six years, we're going to have Senator Tommy Tuberville, the baseball coach. <laughs> football. Football? Oh, still. Oh, so much better. Like, Is that football? I thought it was baseball. I don't oh, know. Oh, no. You've made me doubt myself. It's probably football. Way. If it's Alabama, it's probably football. Yeah, you're right. But Tommy Tuberville? A man like that should only, like with that name, should only ascend the highest possible rank in society should be football coach so i was listening that day to all things all things considered on npr and they had to apologize because for the first hour or two they were calling him tuberville (laughs) yeah they had to apologize Uh, senator tommy you have the floor Um. (laughs) yeah well i I, i'm really happy about texas and i think that that you know that southwest uh change to blue will will get to texas within the next four to six years yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Texas will become a swing state in the next four to six years, and in the next 10 to 20, a blue state. Yep. I think it will continue to shift sort of that way, that, that sort of blue, you know, build a, builds a blue coast. Yeah. You know, you know it, we also see it in Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, and, and we see it a little bit starting in South Carolina with the fact that Jamie Harrison was able to mount such a strong campaign against Lindsey Graham. You don't see it so much in, like, Alabama or Missouri, but, you know, it'll get there. Alabama's got a wheel in the ditch and a wheel in the track. It's true, always. I mean, they did. What's going wrong? Yes. (laughs) When you know what, but you know what, Alabama. When it came to it, they did narrowly pick a Democrat over a uh, pedophile. That's yes, you're right. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) Came to shove. They barely did the right thing. Isn't it funny that they're always saying it's the Democrats who are like a pedophile? You know, have pedophile rings and stuff. QAnon. Yeah. (laughs) And the Republicans literally almost elect a pedophile. (laughs) Oh my god. The other thing Lindsey Graham says is that they have evidence of 15 dead people voting in Pennsylvania, and apparently six of them registered after they died. Well, battles, that's it. Joe Biden's lost. See, what will be funny is if they all voted Republican. (laughs) In in King County, Texas, of the, like, something like 300 people that voted, six of them voted for Joe Biden. Wow. That's kind of like where I live. But the opposite. (laughs) We get huge turnout, too, like over 90% in our county. But the, the overall turnout was high for a for a U.S. presidential election, 66%. Yeah, that's. That, do you think that could continue as like a sort of still high but maybe closer to normal, or do you think that's just a fluke of this election? I think it'll get higher. I yeah. think we're in such tumultuous times right now and probably will be uh, for the foreseeable future until the planet dies. <laughs> that, um, Yeah, I think so. 
What do you think okay. of, of like a system like Australia where, you know, you have to vote? Or what? You're flogged? <laughs> I think they shame you. You get fined. No, there's a fine for not voting. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with kids doing two years of some kind of service after they get out of high school. I'm, 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 I'm okay with ordering people to do things. <laughs> I, I think it's a good system. I, I, I like obviously Presumably left to their own devices. Left to their own devices, people don't go vote. But I mean, I mean, there's a there's a there's a case to be made that 33 percent that didn't vote probably shouldn't. Well, that's you yes. know what you know what Nana has said to me multiple times that democracy doesn't work when everyone votes. Well, it happens in Australia though. Okay, but no, sometimes you get fines. It's not a very big fine. It's like 25 bucks or something. I also, I'm against compulsory voting. I think that having the right to do something doesn't mean you have, you have, you, that means you have the right to not do it. Well, what about jury duty? Uh, I think. Civic responsibilities. Know, there are civic responsibilities, but you know what? And voting's one of them. For, I used to be for compulsory voting, but I realized I couldn't rationalize that with being for doctor-assisted suicide because everyone has the right to life but i think along with that that means you have the right to not be alive if you don't want to be oh i i haven't made that i haven't i haven't gone to that side yet that you haven't gone to the doctor the assisted suicide yeah i haven't gotten there yet that's okay we'll get you there all right Uh, (laughs) but i i just think if you have the right to do something you also have the right to not do it do you think um, yeah. you need to be sick first, Dylan, before you get a doctor to? Yes, yes. I don't think you should be able to just like walk into a hospital and say, "Hi, I'd like to die." Well, Bye. what if your what if your mental health is such that you you need to you want to die because you feel you can't live another day with in this mental state that you're in? Well, it, it gets to a gray area, and that's why I elect people smarter than me to deal with it until um, <laughs> I've, I've fully. I think that's a big. The, I think but, assuming um, elected officials are smarter than anybody is a leap, but. Well, I, I vote for people smarter than me. That doesn't necessarily mean they win, but that's who I vote for. <laughs> you know, the, you know, Dill, the one thing that people have been repeating over the last 24 hours is that this is the time for humility. And I, so I was just going to say congratulations for, for your humility in thinking that, you know, the people you vote for are smarter than you. <laughs> but it is a time for humility. You know, we all, you know, obviously we all thought that there were more people like us here and better people uh, yeah and it's a pretty big number who aren't who yeah. don't share the same moral values yeah the the thing is like i didn't i didn't expect honestly at the end of the day for the electoral college map to look that uh, as any more different than it does really like i said i only i called north carolina blue and it went red and i called georgia red and it might go blue that would be the only things i was wrong about but the margins in places like Nevada and Pennsylvania, you know, even though they went blue, the fact that they were close, even in Michigan and Wisconsin, the fact that they took so long to call, that to me is where I was really disappointed. Like, I'm not disappointed that Texas went red. I knew they were, they were going to go red. Of course they were. I'm not disappointed that a lot of the continental states went red at all, because of course they were. But I'm disappointed that Pennsylvania was close and that Wisconsin and Michigan were close, that Nevada was close. Yes, I was especially surprised that Nevada was close, but mm-hmm. anyway, we made it. I mean, that's the important thing, right? That my favorite moment, I think, yesterday was was watching the video of Kamala Harris phoning Joe Biden to congratulate him because she was out for a jog when the news came in. Yeah. So she stopped, and they have you know they have her on cell phone calling him to say, "We did it, Joe. We did it." <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah. 
we still have to get to January, and I'm not yep. convinced that Trump isn't just going to nuke every state that didn't go for him. We'll 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 get there. Can he kick we'll the states out of the union years. that didn't vote for him? Apparently not. The president doesn't have a lot of okay. power, to be honest. Like they do have the nukes is the only that's the only power they have that is really like where they do not need a single bit of permission from anyone to cause the world to die. For sure. <laughs> for sure they gave Trump fake codes though, right? Like That's from day I'm one. Thinking. For sure. Exactly what exactly what I'm thinking is that somebody did something. Absolutely. Even <laughs> if they gave it to Pence for, or whatever. Somebody, I, we won't know for I would say about fifty years or you know, how long did it take for Deep Throat to be unmasked? Yeah. Yeah, fifty years, yeah. Uh, they also have the power t- to invade any Middle Eastern country they wish without uh, permission. Well, but that requires the military. Yeah, but they're commander in chief. Yeah, but that. It, but to do that, you've got to get it. You have to have a lot more people actually follow the order. With the nukes, there's a very small chain. Yeah, that's true. Because they need to get them off fast if Russia shoots first. I'm glad we didn't find out. Yeah. Because 2020's just sucked so bad already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not over. But you know what? We got through most of 2020. We got through four years of Trump. We can make it to Inauguration Day. Yeah, I just hope we don't lose so many more people to this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I hear. I heard that one of the things that lame duck presidents, which is a president that's been, you know, is just essentially waiting to be replaced. One of the things they do in their final weeks is mostly just pardon a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, think there's good, do you think Trump's going to pardon anyone? Yes, he'll pardon everyone he knows. <laughs> Roger you get Stone. a pardon, and you get a pardon. It's Oprah. Yep, it's the everyone. Oprah Winfrey show. Yep, it will be exactly like the Christmas show. Maybe not. Maybe not. What was his lawyer's name? Michael Cohen. Probably not him. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like People Stone. who are still his friends. What about Jislaine yeah. Gillingham? Why not? Yeah, but I don't, can you pardon someone who hasn't actually gone to trial yet? No, that's a good point. Yeah, because I I, yeah. I saw something. I think it was on Facebook or something where they're like they think Trump will step down to so. Pence is president so they can pardon him. But I'm like, you can't pardon him because he he hasn't been to trial. He hasn't been found right. guilty of any crimes. So there's nothing to pardon. Right. So, yeah, so, so they can't pardon her. So that's good because she probably should go to jail. He might testify on her behalf, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm watching right now to kind of escape the, the election drama? The Vow, which is the documentary about Nexium. I don't you know, know what Nexium is. Oh, well, you got to read up on that. Is it good? I'll leave it there. Oh. oh, it's fascinating. It's not a good. St- it's a it's a cult story, but right. it's um it's very interesting. The guy just the guy in charge just got sentenced a week or so ago to um. But this 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 series was created. I think it's HBO did it, and it was created quite a while ago. But he just went through his whole trial and got charged and and sentenced um, to I believe multiple life sentences, but. Anyway, it's 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 it, it really uh, is is fascinating, fascinating example of how people can be so easily brainwashed. Yeah, you know what? Sorry, this just goes back. That goes back, you know, to election. Um, I mean, you're just talking about distracting from it, but I'm like, no. Uh, one of the things that did disappoint me: if Joe Biden loses Georgia, he will have a smaller electoral college victory than Donald Trump did. Uh, you can't go back. You can't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. No, don't, don't look back and compare those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I mean, it matters in the sense that it's a deeply divided country, but that's more about yeah. popular vote than electoral college. We, we, if you don't like the electrical co- college, electoral college, then it really doesn't matter how it breaks down. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. That's fair. 
It is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Off the election for one more thing. You know what we're watching is it, it's a it's called Long Way Up, which is it's it's you'd think it sounds awful. It's Ewan McGregor and his buddy on electric motorcycles starting at the southernmost tip of South America and driving oh, yeah. up to California. And yeah, I've it's heard of that. mesmerizing. Oh, okay. I want to watch that. It's great. I, I, I love it. And I, I shouldn't, but I do. Okay, oh. but here, here's the thing, Dad. You said it sounds horrible. And then your next words were, it's Ewan McGregor. So of course it's wonderful, but it's not. It's not. It's just him and his buddy on electric motorcycles driving, and like the whole every episode is. Oh no, where are we gonna charge? Like that's every episode. Oh no, where are we gonna charge? <laughs> James, I've spent the entire pandemic watching survival videos, <laughs> but like alone, Bear Grylls, uh, Island Survival Series, all of them. I've watched them all. I've watched all these weird you know multi-day races and stuff i'm all about that right now yeah well anyway it's it's awesome if you if it's on apple plus i think it's definitely okay. worth watching if, if if you got it it it's i i think it's a just really well done right yeah and ewan does a great job well, but but, um, but he does have a he does it's so funny because he gets into all these places right oh they were closed but they opened for us everybody's so oh. nice here i'm like but you're ewan mcgregor and even if they don't know that, you have a ton of money to give them, probably. So it's it's not like me walking up to some place and saying, "Hey, will you open for me for the night?" No, <laughs> go away. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do we have any other sort of um, election thing we want to talk about? I think we ran it down pretty well. All right. Yep. Well, and, we'll... Uh, time to recover now from a long week. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's important. You know, like, obviously there were disappointments. It wasn't the moral victory we wanted. Looking bad for the Senate, but he's gone. He's lost. Donald Trump has lost. There's Maybe still the there's still victory, recounts but... and legal battles, but it, it, looking, I, I, can we say he's lost? I don't know. James, when the Associated Press says you've lost, you've lost. <laughs> yes. That's the official. I thought, well, no, not according to Rudy. Networks don't no, get to decide the, elections. The AP has been deciding elections for decades. <laughs> No, I, I I just think it's important to know to revel in the small victories that we did have. Yep. And and the and you know the some of the states that that just legalized. I think it was Florida approved a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Yeah. Um, Shocking. I thought you were going to tout the fact that Arizona, among others, uh, not only went blue but approved um, marijuana. And uh, marijuana. didn't Colorado yeah. legalize heroin and crack and stuff? Oh, that was Oregon. Oregon. Uh, Oregon. They just—they decided to decriminalize all those things, and if you are caught with them, you go to treatment instead of jail. Small amounts of hard drugs, also yep. good in my opinion, to decriminalize them, not them themselves, not the small amount of hard drugs themselves are a good thing, not that. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important for the small victories, and that's we should feel good about those. It is um, a big victory, really. It is a big yep. thing to get him out. It's pretty big. Yes. Yes, yes. I guess it just wasn't the triumph. Absolutely. Before, but but it is a big thing. In Saturn news, I, I feel like this this happened, I think it was earlier today, and I, I think we should talk about it. Alex Trebek passed away. Yeah. Yep. You should have and framed that else. in the form of a question. You guys you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, I All right. Kind of, yeah. No, I thanks lose, for joining us, Mary. <laughs> I think we're mostly pretty much done anyway, but uh, yeah, thank you. All right, I will uh, talk to you, I don't know, maybe uh, after the inauguration or something. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Okay, so we'll do a, a very short sort of non-election uh, segment that we won't give a name to. And Del, you were we, you were mentioning the passing of Alex Trebek and also uh, Howie Meeker, who was a, a hockey player, Stanley Cup winner, and longtime broadcaster, also passed away today. Yeah. So condol- condolences to the families. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting in the in the NHL draft, the Ottawa Senators went to Alex Trebek and he did a little video of their first pick that was quite funny. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And a couple other things that I think we, we, we want to talk about, but not short things. First, after hitting a record Saturday with 1,132 new cases in Ontario, we, we managed to outdo ourselves here on Sunday. 1,300 new cases. 434 in Toronto. 385 in Peel, 185 in York, and then the rest were under 100. But still, Toronto's a, a, I mean, 434 in a city of 3 million isn't bad, but you really, you know, it explodes, right? Like it's, yeah. when one person infects six or seven, it can get very high very quickly. So it, it's something that, I mean, they need to really lock it down. Yeah. Not the city, um, but lock the cases down, really isolate, contact trace. Everybody should get that app on their phone so that you know if you've been in contact. You know, Alberta is one of the few places in Canada that doesn't have that app. Really? Yep. They have an I thought it was it. a they federal have. app. It is, but the provinces have to agree to join it. Oh. Uh, but no, Alberta has I don't want own. Justin knowing where I am. Yeah, that's the thing. They have their own app, and the provincial government just won't go onto the federal one. Because they just refuse to work with the federal government on anything. They're just so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous here. It is ridiculous. Like, Doug Ford is probably a more ridiculous premier, but the stupidity and stubbornness and partisanship of Jason Kenney in the UCP is far more dangerous than anything Doug Ford's ever put out there. It's absurd, and it irks me. Um, I have the Alberta one, reluctantly, because I think it's important to have that and, and because I'm staying in Alberta. But if somebody comes in from, like, out of province and gives it to me, I don't know. Yeah. I, the, the app's not going to work. So it's well, it's ridiculous. And Alberta is breaking records, too. It's not as high as Ontario, but we had our highest case numbers ever a few days ago, 919. We're rapidly closing in on a, our first day of 1,000 new cases. And the provincial government is doing nothing except posturing saying saying like stay home wear a mask but they're not doing anything really to you know like they're not doing any more lockdowns or shutdowns or anything because they would rather the economy keep going and people die i honestly believe that yeah ontario i think is doing a good job a pretty good job with the the new website at least looks good hopefully it it works they've set up guidelines now so it's not a call anymore like once you hit a certain certain numbers and you go into a certain stage and it's yeah. not like anybody's call per se. They they got together with the health officials, and and that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, you, you I know, agree. Why not? It's logical. So I think that yeah. I think he's done a good job there. You know, and listening to the people that know more about this than him. So you know, I th- I think he did a a good job on that. Yeah, I, my only criticism of Doug Ford is that I think on a few instances he could have acted a little bit faster. I agree, he's done an okay job handling the pandemic i think it would have been worse without the steps that the federal government did i don't know if doug ford would have done some of those things if the federal government hadn't but but he's been okay yeah but he also he also could have went he also could have ignored the federal government and like alberta yeah yeah no no that's what i'm saying doug ford's been okay yeah he's listened to people that know more than him about this topic which is Mm -hmm. you know that's all you the leaders aren't brain surgery you know they aren't they aren't uh 
Sherlock Holmes or, you know what I mean? Like people that they're just all, all knowledgeable. We're watching elementary with Madeline and mom. So that's why I said Sherlock Holmes. Ah, yes. You know, like it's just people for the most part, maybe they're lawyers, but, but you know, they don't know everything. So you listen to the people around you. That's, that's the best thing to do. And yeah. he's doing yeah. it. So you gotta, you gotta I, say hats off when he does a, a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best leaders, you know, going to say prime ministers surround themselves with the cabinet of everyone smarter than them. Yeah. And absolutely. I think those are the best leaders. And then um, listen to them, which yeah, yes, exactly. COVID, it's a problem. Yes. And moving on. <laughs> the other the other case that sort of came to light and then became a bit of a non-case, I guess, in the end, uh, not really, but Whole Foods banned their staff from wearing poppies, saying it's supporting a cause and it would open the door to everything else. And it, I, I mean, that's really missing the boat. It's not supporting a cause. It's honoring the veterans that... Yes. You know, some came some came back, some didn't. Some died and, you know, lots of them died in the war. And that's what it's doing. Yeah. It's not it's different. It's very yeah. very different. Yeah. And I, I have heard the argument that, you know, I think it was an NDP candidate said it in the when we had the Remembrance Day for the Ontario election, something like wearing the poppy supports the idea of war or something like that. I've heard those arguments and I disagree. It doesn't at all. Uh, yeah, I think... It's actually opinion, almost an anti-war statement. Yeah. In my opinion, there has only been one just war in history, and that's World War II when we were beaten back Hitler. But that, to me, doesn't diminish the sacrifices that the, the soldiers made on the lines of battle across every war. Because they didn't choose those wars, the politicians did. And if we want to put blame for wars on people, put it there. But honor the people who went out and fought against people who would have come here and stripped us away of our rights and our freedoms you yeah. know and and i mean us. it's i think i think it, what it says lest we forget right like let's not forget what happened let's not forget what these people sacrificed for so it, we don't have to do it again in the future yeah because it's so horrible this isn't the same as wearing a, a bow to, for whatever like it's not the same thing and even that just let them wear whatever pins they want who cares really yeah but anyway, I was going to, I mean, it's funny. I said, you know, that's just, I'm not going to go into Whole Foods and buy one of their $20 oranges ever again. I, I've never been in Whole Foods, so it's really not much of a boycott for me to do in there. But they have since flipped. Uh, on Friday, they said that they, they didn't understand and go ahead and wear your poppies. So that's good. I think they did understand. It's just they didn't know how much outrage there'd be. I mean, it's almost it's almost like when the CBC tried to fire Ron McLean, that sort of outrage. So good, good for... Good but for Ontario really and off Don Cherry. Good for Ontario for uh, for speaking up and and holding them accountable. Yeah, I was just going to update on the BC election because they finally got their mail-in votes counted, and a bit of a disappointment, at least for me. If you if you like the Green Party, a bit of a disappointment. On election night, the Green Party was celebrating because they they did lose a seat, but they picked up a seat on the mainland. It was their first ever seat won off of Vancouver Island. They stole it from the Liberals. And now, after the mail-in ballots, it has flipped back to the Liberals. The Greens didn't win that seat, and that just kind of sucks, at least for me. And it must really suck to be, like, the Green candidate who thought, you know, like, you did it, you made history, you flipped this seat, and you think that for, like, three weeks, and you probably get really comfortable, and then they're like, oh, wait, sorry, never mind. Yeah, but you got to count all the votes. Oh, absolutely. I I'm, not, I'm not upset that they finished counting the votes. I'm just upset that the 
votes went not the way that I wanted to go. And it, it, you know um, what's surprising is I would expect the Green Party to do well in mail-in if they if they did if they yeah. were winning pre-mail-in. I'm surprised they lost post-mail-in. Yeah, to a conservative candidate because the Liberals are conservatives in BC. But in another another riding flipped Liberal to NDP, which makes more sense to me. Right. So the NDP gained a seat. The Liberals net no change, and the Greens lost a seat. They're down to two seats. So you know, oh well, sucks. Oh well, <laughs> not my province. And now the end is near. All right, parting thoughts to wrap things up. I just I, I have one. I, I gotta. I got an email from Staples offering scratch and save, and it says, in-store only. Well, have they heard about a pandemic that's raging around the world? Are you really trying to encourage customers to come into your store to shop? Is that what you want to happen? I I, I just think they missed the boat there. Like, just do some sort of, if you want to do it, hey, do it, go ahead. But do a do it virtually. Do it online. Do it at checkout. You get a promo code randomly, whatever. But in store only is is really sort of n- not reading the the room properly. I think. Yeah, I tend to agree. Anyway, Staples. What are you gonna do? <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, yeah you. I'll, I'll, I, I was gonna mention a long way up in this section, but I already have now. So still, if, if you should if you fast forwarded through that part to get to parting thoughts watch long way up it's good oh yes yes no man i just i mean we we just finished our shakespeare shows we did two performances after three weeks of you know basically frantically throwing up the shakespeare show they were the first two times that we managed to do runs where nobody called for a line so i was very proud of all of us nice um i i felt good about them and then after the show a few of us well, my class got together in my backyard for a little fire, you know, socially distanced, and the limit is 15, and I think we had 11 people over, maybe 14, I don't know. So Friday night, we just, like, hung out and uh, had, like, a little tiny... Celebratory COVID, fire? Celebratory fire and, and party, and not, like, hardcore party, but it was, like, it was a celebration. Yeah. So then I went to bed at 5 in the morning, so Saturday became a bit of a write-off for me. Um, <laughs> slept from like five till five, three, no. five. It was like five a.m. till three p.m. And then I got up and just you know took had a slow day. Had a had a recovery day. And I'm still now putting my sleep schedule back together. So I I think I went to bed at three a.m. last night and woke up at one p.m. today. But slowly putting my sleep schedule back together. But it doesn't matter because I'm on reading week now. So I have nothing, no responsibilities for the next week. Don't they Not- give you stuff to read on reading week? No, I'm in an acting program. Nobody cares. No lines to memorize or anything? No, we just finished our project. But don't you have another upcoming project? No, it's COVID. Nothing's happening. Oh, okay. It's nothing. I have nothing to do except for shovel because literally the day after we had our fire, it dumped snow. Like what? it was the last possible day we could have done anything. At least it didn't snow put on your fire. Yeah, it's good. I'm just vibing. That's good. Alrighty. Well, join us again next week. We'll get back to our regular format. I don't know if we're going to have a guest or not, but we had back-to-back Marys, which was very nice of her to join us. Thanks again to Mary. Yeah. It's always nice to get that view from south of the border, somebody who's down there. And we'll talk at you next week.